This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 3-0 Buffalo, the final. Sabres with their second straight win. They beat the Hawks 3-0 behind Uko Pekalukanen's back-to-back shutout performance. Upstate Honda Dealers postgame is coming up. We'll have live locker room reaction. We will hear from Lukanen and others in the room. We'll also have Don Granato's postgame comments, Paul Hamilton's take all coming your way here. But before we do that, we want to get in one more commercial break. We'll do that now. This is the end-of-game network timeout. 3-0 Sabres win it. The post game is next. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Welcome back to KeyBank Center here on our Upstate Honda Dealers post game show. Visit your local Upstate Honda Dealers today. 3 0 Sabres, along with Pat Malacaro. I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for being with us. We'll be heading down to the locker room shortly to get player reaction from Paul Hamilton. The Sabres behind their goaltender again, beating. A team they should beat, the Chicago Blackhawks, who are without their best player. Many injuries, a uh, 3-0 victory tonight. They'll look for their first three-game win streak of the season, Saturday against Tampa Bay at 12.30. But uh, back here at the press box, thanks for being with us. If you're on your drive home, take it slow, be safe. And uh, it looks as though the snow at least has stopped from downtown Buffalo here. So hopefully a, a much easier ride home uh, than maybe the one that you had in. If you are driving home, Tonight from the game, your drive home from the game, by, uh, by the way, brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet, with you for the extra mile. Okay, Pat, Lukanen, two in a row, he's clearly taken command here of the top goalie position on this team. He has, and he's only allowed one goal in these last three games. It's that one goal to, to Vancouver on which the game the Sabres played well and just could not get, get on the score sheet. So he's played well in goal. Tonight the Sabres respond with a couple of goals. In the third period, Paterka from a bad angle gets uh, what what is a little bit of insurance in Rasmus Dahlin? What was a pass? It looks like to me uh, towards the front of the net, uh, maybe a shot pass uh, results in the third goal. So uh, Lukanen's been good in front of the Sabers, and the team has rewarded him uh, with back-to-back victories. Yes, and uh, you know with the schedule being what it is, again uh, the day off tomorrow from game action. Don Granado wants to come back with Lukanen again on Saturday in a game, to me, that is monstrous with where Tampa is in the standings. They are currently wild card number two, and the Sabres have moved closer. We'll update the standings in a little bit here as all these early games come in to be final. But Saturday, put in your goalie that's going to give you the best chance to win, and right now he's playing as good as anybody has this year. All right, down to the room we go. Up first, Rasmus Dahlin with Paul. Rasmus, consecutive shutouts for Ukepeka Lukanen, but I know you all take pride in that, uh, for, for, for him get, of course, him in goal and to get back-to-back shutouts. What have you guys been doing to only give up one goal in your last three games? We are playing with uh, 
with Mojo right now. Um, we're not afraid to make plays, and uh, we back up each other if uh, uh, someone, um, how do you say it, uh, mess up or something. So uh, we'll play a good team game right now, and um, we are calm with the puck and make the right plays. What's been the key to get that Mojo going, as you put it? Try out there um, and get confidence. Uh, during practice, we've been having some um, tough and hard practices, and that creates good habits. Um, and we just go out there and have fun. Um, that's when we play the best. What's it do for the group when you're pushing? You guys are creating a lot, but to finally get one the way that Zemgus did, gets to the front of the net, tips up Hawk. I mean, does that kind of just show the, you guys how you you have to what you have to do to create? Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, I mean, when when the puck doesn't go in, you have to keep it simple. My my goal was a lucky bounce too, so. Um, right now we uh, we don't do the pretty goals, but we take it. Um, when when we do the simple stuff, the, the pretty stuff is going to come. It seemed like the first power play you guys were standing still. I, it seemed like there was more movement as you guys got more power plays. Did, did, did you did you see it that way? Yeah, I mean we have a um, a little, little bit of a new look right now. Um, so um, I'm happy we got a lot of uh, tries today, and uh, we kind of worked on it. Uh, we had some good looks for sure. Uh, we just got to put the puck in the net. Is it the fact of giving off that vibe that if he sees the puck, he's going to stop it? You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, and like, I don't know, a couple, a few odd man rushes today, and he was so calm in the net. And he takes the first one, and we take uh, the rebound. So um, that creates a, a lot of calm in the team. And um, I'm, I'm very happy for him. He's playing great right now, and um, he earns it. I'm old. I've seen a lot of hockey. I don't think I've ever seen that penalty coming out of the penalty box like that. What, what happened there? I know it's a rule, but uh, when the puck comes to you, you're just off instinct. You want to grab it, and I uh, kind of messed up there. But uh, thank God we have a really good PK. Did I throw you off that the official was right there? So he was kind of blocking your way a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I, know, I mean, I should just not touch the puck next time. So um, lesson learned. Thank you, Rasmus. Rasmus Dahlin on the postgame. Brian, back to you. All right, Rasmus Dahlin picking up the third Buffalo goal. Paterka and Gergensen's the other ones. And that Dahlin goal came on the power play. Pat, something you and I talked about in intermission. If they're going to get back in this race, they need the power play to get going. Yeah, it was a five-minute power play on a hit from behind on Eric Johnson. And uh, Sabres get that goal early in that power play. So, yeah, maybe that kickstarts things a little bit. Uh, because they did have good puck movement as they had more power plays throughout the game. And that was just simply Dowling trying to create something. And we have saw, saw that a couple of times tonight. Even on the first goal, Ryan Johnson sends the puck to the net, and it's tipped in. In this case, Dahlin uh, gets a tip off a Blackhawk stick. Throwing the puck to the net. What a concept, right? Yeah, that happened for Gergensen's with the Ryan Johnson play you just described. Dahlin's play. And Paterka, from that bad angle on the side, threw it at the goalie and it backed in. Yeah, really, all three, you're right. All three plays were just get the puck to the net and you never know what happens. And a night where the Sabres record 31 shots and for Chicago has now been updated to 19 shots on goal. Um, you know, both teams had a couple of opportunities, but just the Sabres just sent that puck to the net and resulted in just just enough. Yep. Lukanen's shutout streak now has lasted about well, two-plus games for sure. The shutout tonight, the shutout against San Jose, and then back into the second period against Vancouver. It's up to 157 minutes and 55 seconds. Back down to the room. Zemgus Gergensen's now live with Paul. So I guess you guys were getting zone time and everything, but did it come down to you kind of knew you were going to have to get a dirty goal like that uh, to get things started? 
Yeah, I think we uh, started off well. Um, sometimes you get to stick to it. Uh, I thought we played the right way. Uh, kept getting chances and uh, eventually one popped in. For, de for team defense, I guess, what's really made the difference for you guys these last you know, handful of games, really? Uh, just the puck pressure. Uh, we definitely have some things to clean up. I think we gave up a little, couple too many odd man rushes to start, but I, I think we uh, cleaned it up after we talked about it. You've been here longer than Uko Pekalukinen has. What kind of improvement have you seen in him, uh, especially this year? Oh, tremendous. I mean, uh, he works very hard in practices, and uh, it, it correlates to a game. Uh, he's been amazing here the last stretch for us. Uh, two back-to-back -back shutouts I haven't seen in a while, so uh, he, he definitely deserves that. Rasmus said that you guys are playing with more mojo right now. Where do you see that the most? Uh, just confidence. That's just confidence. Uh, we talked about it. Uh, we kind of lost it a little bit, and uh, it was the talk to just to get the confidence back. And uh, it's, it's just playing the right way. Once you, once you start doing that, um, eventually you'll, you'll get it back. Are you frustrated at the end of the first period when you have all sorts of opportunities and, and you leave the ice 0-0? Zero, zero? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, when shots are like that, that's that's when you have to kind of not get frustrated, just dial it back in for the second because, uh, you know, you're doing the right things, you're getting the chances, and uh, eventually you, you you will get get it in. You needed the penalty kill tonight. Uh, what went well for your penalty kill in this game? Uh, just pressuring them. Uh, that was a, that was our uh, kind of challenge today for the, for the PK, just to challenge them, and I think we did a good job with it. What's it like to see Uko Pekka play with this kind of confidence? Oh, it's great. I mean, uh, the way we had the goalie rotation, you know, it was, uh, it was tough, I think, for all the goalies. And uh, uh, they all they all did a tremendous job just uh, just being professional and doing it. So nice. It's nice to see now getting a group. Thank you, Zemgis. Zemgis Gergensen's on the post game. Brian. And no, I'm going to keep it here because Uko Pekalukinen is walking up. And Uko, uh, two games ago, you had one career shutout. Now you have back-to-back -back shutouts. Uh, how are you feeling now, now that you've been able to accomplish back-to-back -back shutouts? Uh, no, it feels great. Uh, you know, uh, especially, you know, there's been a lot of talks about our defensive play last year, especially, and now we kind of showed how, how tight we can play. And as I said after the last game, too, it's, it's, it's not about me. It's about the team uh, in the shutout. You know, it's, it doesn't happen if they don't block, shot on, block shots, block out and do that. So... You know, we played a good game tonight, and uh, you know it showed on the scoreboard. But you do have to feel locked in, don't you? No, I, I feel great. Uh, it's you know, it's a great opportunity to you know play play more now, and kind of you know it builds up your confidence when you uh, not even necessarily shutouts, but have good games games in a row. You kind of get some flow to your game, so you know it's overall just a great feeling. I know you don't like to take the sole credit for these types of things. The stat is the last time the Sabres had back-to-back -back shutouts was October 2019, obviously a long time ago. Does that give you any perspective on the growth you've been able to have and match that and put up that? No, yeah. Uh, kind of just finding a consistency in my play, uh, not getting too high, not getting too low, and, you know, just uh, worrying about everything shift at a time. So, you know, I, I don't think it's anything that you know more crazy I think overall my year has been good I've been playing some good hockey so you know I, some nights there's goals and sometimes there's not so you know it's been great to you know have two shutouts in a row though. What's been the key to keep your technique consistent your movements in the creek just seem a lot more consistent and calm on a regular basis even when you have a breakdown it seems like you're, you're just sticking to your same process. No it's kind of as I talked about it's about confidence it's about knowing you can make those saves and not challenging too much you know kind of once you once you start to battle too much, you'll get out of position and kind of you know um, make things harder for yourself. So 
you know, in the end, it's confidence. You know, I'll play a little bit deeper. And, uh, you know, as I said, we've been playing good defense, so that helps me too. What have you seen defensively? You've only, as a team, given up one goal in three games. What have you seen from the team in overall defense? I, I feel like we don't we don't necessarily like to try to – we, of course, we play hard. We, 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 you know, attack when we have a spot. But we don't necessarily just – you know, when we see opportunity, we don't just dive into the play. So, you know, kind of having a little bit more patience – um, defensively too, so you know, I think that shows, and to know, you know, just just kind of everybody knows, uh, you know, or it's in the same page. So I feel like those are you know the bigger things. Rasmus said the boys were playing with a lot of mojo tonight. How do you see that from your vantage point when they're out on the ice? Well, you know, I, I think just how we, we gave up four shots, you know, that happens uh, in any game. But overall, just how uh, we went to the second period with zero zero game and uh, kind of not letting that beat ourselves you know we kind of kept grinding on it and kind of just kept uh you know the momentum on ourselves uh, rather than just trying to score the goals too much so you know we didn't give them much tonight and i think uh you know that that helped us what was it like to start off that game and seeing a lot of odd man rushes in the first period like you didn't see a lot of shots but it's a lot of high quality coming at you. yeah uh, you know it's not optimal but it, that happens you know you can't decide you can't go and tell them to only shoot from the blue line, so you know that that happens sometimes. But as I said, you know, uh, when you feel confident, you feel the team is playing right in front of you. That helps. So it's uh, kind of just you know you can't, as I said, you can't you know dictate it too much where they're going to shoot from. So you have to be ready for anything. Do you like the song the guys from Slovakia come up for you? No, it's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, it's, I, I love it. I think the uh, you know other guys and trainers and everybody else might love it even more. So it's been kind of hitting in the locker room. Thanks, Uko. Yeah, Uko Pekka-Lukin in on the postgame. Brian, back to you. All right, Lukin in there. Again, we're approaching 160 straight minutes without him letting in a goal. 155, 157-55 is the number. 19 save shutout tonight. Savers beat the Hawks 3 to nothing. That's our Blue and Gold Locker Room Report brought to you by Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Early detection of cancer is our goal. Get in the game at roswellpark.org slash WGR. Brian Colziel, Pat Malacaro here on the Press Box on the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. And when we come back, we're going to hear from Sabres head coach Don Granato. We'll also get Paul Hamilton's take, scores, and we'll update you on the standings after the Sabres pick up another two points in the Eastern standings. At this time, though, we're going to say goodnight to all of our local affiliates. If you want to keep listening to the postgame, go to WGR550.com or on the Odyssey app. Final from downtown Buffalo. Buffalo 3, Chicago nothing. I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for listening. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Chance for Kachuk here. Trying to slide it in front. Big save made by Lukanen again. Another one-on-one chance for the Blackhawks. That time, Reese Johnson. Uka Pekka Lukanen, one of his... 19 saves in the shutout for Buffalo. It's our save of the game. Brought to you by your Upstate Honda dealers to see the exciting all-new Honda lineup. Visit your local Upstate Honda dealers today. Welcome back to KeyBank Center. Brian Colzio with you. 15,465 the announced attendance here as the Sabres shut out the Blackhawks by that 3 to nothing margin. Buffalo will go for three in a row. Something they have yet to be able to do this year. Saturday, 12 30 puck drop against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, that'll be the last 
of the six-game homestand. The Sabres right now on this homestand are 3-2, and two, and it's a monster game with Tampa in the standings, in my opinion, because of where these two teams are at. Uh, we'll break down the full standings here on the scoreboard a little bit later with Pat, but uh, Buffalo with their win tonight in game 45 uh, now have 44 points in the standings, and Tampa is wild card one after their win tonight. Same number of games played. They have 51. So the Sabres right now are seven back of wild card one. They're only six back of wild card two, which it happens to be Toronto. Okay, Don Granato is now speaking with the media live. Is that why they were able to? Yeah, I thought we had a very good start. I mean, we've been we've talked about starts in lots of games. And it hasn't been a, a good start. Tonight was a very good start after what was a different uh, couple of days with with cancellations and not even practicing. Um, so yeah, I was happy with the start. Stayed with it. Big goal by Zemgis in the second. Uh, obviously going to the right area, and he's uh, he's obviously a leader for us. It was nice to see that. That goal and how he scored, does that show why why you chose to structure the lines the way that you did, to have somebody on somebody with that type, type of skill set on each line to complement your other guys? It did. He plays very direct, and we wanted that. You know, I mean, today we're missing Cousins, we're missing Skinner, obviously missing Samuelson, and, and just that directness, uh, you know, with each line. They're, you're missing pieces that are chemistry on lines, and uh, I wanted to make sure we didn't compromise uh playing the way we needed to play, which is direct and, and, uh, and hard. And, you know, Zemgis on one line, Akposo on another line, I thought, uh, and, and Greenway, he put Greenway in there, three guys that play very direct and hard. And uh, as I said, we, that's what we need. What did you notice <clears throat> on the way that the group handled the fact that it was a 0-0 it was a zero -zero game going into the second period, despite the fact that you had you controlled play, you know, through the first half of the game, essentially. Yeah, th this is, you know, I mean, this is a challenging game because we just, you know, if what yesterday and the last couple of days, we had a day off, and then yesterday we had a game that you're getting ready for, so you don't really don't practice, and then it's canceled, and then you really didn't have a practice, and you got to wait another day for a game. So it was uh, a bit uneasy for, for, you know, from the coaching standpoint of how your guys would come out. Uh, I know it's a challenge when you have a day off and you come to practice the next day after a day off. You, you, they're usually not very good, and um, so so the start was 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 real good for us. And um, you know, anytime you can get two points uh, in this league, it's a good day. It's been outstanding, but I mean, the guys around him—they've been obviously tighter and smarter. Just what's changed with you know the guys around him? I think there's a you know it's a. It's, it's evolved, I guess, is probably the best way or what goes through my mind. I mean, he's a young goalie that, uh, and a young guy that's, that continues to get better every day um, through the right practices. He's, he, he's, he's very adamant about making himself better. He's using every experience that he's been given, uh, every opportunity that he's had over the last year to find ways to become better. He's, he'll be in here right early in the morning. He'll be with, our, uh, with Mike Bales, our goalie coach, wanting more clips. He'll go on the ice early tomorrow wanting more drills, uh, and he'll ask players to shoot on him more, whether that be Thompson or Tuck or anybody. So he, he's doing the right things to make himself better. I just think we're seeing you know, the accumulation of him doing the right things over a longer period of time now. Just his teammates playing better defense around him, though? They are, again, I think it's more consistent. Um, you know, our challenge on, on, on defending is, is much like everyone else in the league is, Teams, teams know how to defend real well. It's tough when you get turnovers or you botch a play, uh, you know, where it's an individual botch. And, and we've limited those 
quite a bit the last few games, which is good. Guys are playing with a little more confidence and poise. Uh, and yes, they're defending uh, better, I think, in unison, where it's easier for the goaltenders. There's shots coming at them more consistent. And you see a goaltender can be more confident because he's he's reading the situation through how our team is defending better. It's a clearer picture for him, and we have seen that, yes. How much of that do you think is like a symbiotic relationship between Uko's success and the defense? Because both of them, when we talk to the guys, players, and we talk to Uko, they both say each other's confidence makes each other feel comfortable. Yeah, and it, and that's how it should be. And that's, that's, the, that's what happens. So uh, I think they're both... You know, respectful that the other guys, the other party's doing their job the right way. Uh, you know, obviously Oopie's making the saves, um, and and they recognize that, and I think Oopie recognizes that he's they're giving him more consistency with shot selection or pressure to pucks. Um, and you know, we've missed Samuelson a couple games now, and that's big. He's a big part of that. He's a big part of the penalty kill. So guys have had to step up, and that's been nice. How was Eric Johnson? Uh, Eric Johnson is going to be sore going to be sore and we'll find out tomorrow so I, I can't give you a report because um, he's sore now but tomorrow we'll, we'll have more you put a lot of time in on the power play and made a few changes after that first one tonight did you want to see more movement did you think they were too stationary it seemed like there was more movement after the you first know we j- literally just went through the video of it and, and we had five or six opportunities we just didn't see and that's part of it you know we've, had, we've been in our own head we've been tense and tight and uh, but there, there wasn't a power play where we didn't generate chances tonight. So that's that's what you're looking at. Probably a little bit, still a little bit too tight. I think we're still going to be a little clunky there um, as we, you know, put more attention to it. I don't want to say more pressure on it, but um, guys are going to got to kind of learn to breathe again. And, and, and we've been so tight with it that again, you're either missing opportunities that are right there that, that saw four or five that we could have had to create a point blank chance and we didn't see it. Uh, and then we had four or five where we actually made nice plays and just didn't convert. How big of an example was this game of just, just throw the puck in the net and anything can happen? I'm sorry, the first part how, of that joke? How much of this game is just throw, just an example of throwing the puck in the net and just anything can happen? Just, just don't be afraid to do it. Well, the first goal was exempt, you know, uh, is, is just what you're saying, a very nice tip by Sam Gis. But that's the game of hockey. <laughs> you know, it, it is. Lots of teams' strategies just get it to the net. You're down a goal, you're, you're saying that. You know, throughout the entire league, anybody that's trailing is, is saying, throw, throw it to the net. Be willing to score an ugly goal. Tip, and, you know, Darlene's goal was off of uh, their player, but you had traffic. Benson was going to the net, and that created that, you know, chaos that you want. So, yes, that's a huge, huge part of the game. Uh, we've been guilty of a false sense of confidence, almost uh, attempting to score a pretty, pretty goal uh, in lieu of scoring more goals, uh, the way you mentioned. Second time JJ has scored from below the goal line, banking a puck in. Is he trying to do that, or is he just absolutely? Yeah, he's no question. He's he sees that it's hard to hard to make that save when you're you know you bank shot. He's he's good at it. He is good at it. Thanks all. Have a good night. Okay, Sabres head coach Don Granado down in the media room here. So we bring it back up to the press box on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. 3-0 Sabres beat the Hawks. Uka Pekalukanen's 19 saves. Back-to-back shutouts, the difference in this one. Uh, we'll get some stats, some scores here, and uh, the three goals of the highlights here coming up in just one moment. But let's start with the stats. They're brought to you by Level Financial Advisors, helping you retire better. Visit levelfa.com. Shots end up 31-19 Buffalo. 
the power plays in the game. The Sabres do get one. One of five, and Chicago zero of four. Uh, in the Nets, Lucan in the win with 19 saves. Soderblom the loss, 20, sorry, 28 saves. Three stars are all Sabres. Darlene with a goal. He's star number three. Ryan Johnson, two assists, star number two. And Lukanen, of course, star number one. Ukapeka Lukanen's our electric player of the game, brought to you by Town Ford. When you think Ford, think Town Ford. All right, Paul Hamilton coming up in a few minutes, but uh, let's get the highlights in from this one. Three goals for the Sabres. We pick it up at the 12-27 mark of period two. Ryan Johnson shot, tipped home in front by Gergensen's to put Buffalo on the board. The Sabres able to smack it in. There's a shot, scores! Ryan Johnson lets it go from the near wall, and that is his first NHL goal. Johnson makes a nice play, throws it toward the net. It does, though, get deflected by Gergensen's. So a goal there for Buffalo that put Buffalo up one to nothing. Gergensen's fourth of the year. Krebs the other assist. That was the score through 40 minutes. We go to the third. Buffalo getting a couple of quick ones. And Don Granato just talking about this. J.J. Paterka from way down low throwing it toward the net. And he gets his 14th to put Buffalo up by two. Hawks zone here trying to help defend. Quinn tapping that stick. Scores! Shot from along the goal line on the far side of the ice by Paterka. Off the back of Sauter Blumen in, and it is a 2-0 Buffalo lead. Yeah, this 2.57 into this third period. Paterka, his 14th from Ryan Johnson and Quinn. 2-0 Buffalo, and that one really giving Buffalo the cushion they needed. That'll be our NOCO play of the game tonight. Brought to you by NOCO, the official natural gas and electric supplier to the Buffalo Sabres. And just over three minutes later, Buffalo on the power play after Eric Johnson was hit from behind. And they take advantage. Darlene with his 13th. Pass back by Middlestat to Darlene. Scores! Off the stick in front of the net. Darlene took the shot. And I believe off a Hawks player into the back of the net. And it's 3-0 Buffalo. So 6.06 into the third. It's pretty much sealed and done there, in my opinion. It was 3-0 Buffalo on the power play. Darlene's 13th from Middlestat and Tuck. And those... Are your highlights? Buffalo winning at three to nothing. Of course, Lukanen getting it done. Buffalo will be going for their third in a row coming up Saturday at 12:30. Uh, I'll be on the air with pregame at 11:30. Uh, we'll have extended sports talk on Saturday. Obviously, uh, big preparations going on, and everybody wants to talk and listen uh, about the Bills and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, which will be, of course, on Sunday on WGR. But we'll have sports talk Saturday starting at 10. They'll take me. Uh, or they'll take it up to 11:30, and then uh, I'll have pregame here from KeyBank Center at 11:30. 12:30 puck drop, Sabers and Lightning, and then after the game, uh, we will have wild card action. The Saturday games: Ravens hosting the Texans, followed by the 49ers hosting the Packers. We'll have those games right here on WGR, and then of course Sunday Bills coverage, wall to wall, all day long. Pregame, game, postgame, 6:30 kickoff with the, the Bills and the Chiefs from High Mark Stadium. Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show here at KeyBank Center. 3 nothing Buffalo. Down to the media room now. We get Paul Hamilton's take here on this game. Paul, will start the exact same spot we started when we were speaking last Monday, or Monday against the Sharks with the goaltender, Uko Pekalukanen going back-to-back. 
Yeah, he had to make some great saves in this game. I don't think the Sabres were as good defensively as they had been. Uh, the first chance of the game was a breakaway where, you know, the, the uh, Blackhawk just pulled away, Entwistle just pulled away from Yoki Haru, and his first save had to be a breakaway save. Uh, he made another one on Pitlick uh, late in the period off a rush right in front of the net. Uh, there were more outnumbered situations than we've seen in a, in, a, in a little bit here. So, you know, he had to be a little more spectacular in this game than maybe he did in the San Jose game or even the Vancouver game. He didn't have to stand on his head against the number one scoring team in the league. I thought the Sabres defensively maybe had their best game. They were really, really good. Uh, killing plays and being defensively. I just didn't think they were as good in this game. Um, and he had to make some really good saves to earn his shutout. For sure. And now the shutout streak, Paul, is approaching 160 minutes. It hasn't happened since 2019. And I think the decision is made that you have to keep him in again, right? There's no game tomorrow. So it is an afternoon game on Saturday. Would you have any hesitation to go back to him again? None. Even before this game was played, uh, you know, I've been talking about, you know, with the way the schedule it is, he easily can play this game. He can easily play the Tampa game, and he can easily play the first game on the on the California trip in Anaheim. Uh, then it's back-to-back, Anaheim and Los Angeles, and that puts Levi in goal for Los Angeles. And then you got, what, two, three days in between before you play San Jose, and Lukanen gets back in the net for that one. So, um, and then you go on break. So it's it's really... And that's where Levi's getting lost in the sauce here, and that's why, if it were me, I would add him down playing in those two games, uh, the outdoor game and the regular game down in um, Charlotte, uh, and he would already have some games in with with Rochester because he's going to be on the shelf for a while now. He's just going to have that one game against L.A. after a couple of weeks off, and then they go on break. So uh, if if it were me, I would have had Comrie sitting here backing up Lukanen, and I would have – would have had Levi down in Rochester playing. Yeah. Sabres then after Saturday's game, as Paul mentioned, Anaheim, Los Angeles, back-to-back next Tuesday and Wednesday, and then the Sharks uh, a week from Saturday. So uh, the West Coast trip is what they'll finish up, the January portion of the schedule, and then into the All-Star break. All right, Paul, quickly let's talk about the offense and the goals here. Uh, It took a while, but the Sabres were doing the right things, getting shots, going toward the net, Uh, eventually rewarded and if you look at all three goals the general theme I think there was even a question about it was uh, you know Johnson throws the puck at the net Paterka side of the net threw it at the goalie Darlene throwing it from the point it deflects in the shot if it's there and you can do it is obviously a a good idea because all three of them go in today yeah and you know what Uh, you know the Sabres outshot him 13 to 4 in the first period but I don't know where um that website got that the Sabres had 14 scoring opportunities, not even close. Uh, they really weren't getting phenomenal scoring chances in that first period. Uh, Chicago was. They only had four shots, but three of them were, were really good scoring opportunities. Uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't, you know, Buffalo played well. They, they'd had the, the puck down in the offensive zone, but they weren't getting grade-A scoring chances, that's for sure. As I said, I don't know where they got that number from. But, uh, you know, they, they stuck with it, which is what they had to do. And finally, you know, got that goal from Gergensen's. It took, uh, what, 32 minutes of the game and 27 seconds to finally get on the board. But that's how you get a dirty goal. Go to the net, be, be at the net. 
Ryan Johnson puts the puck to the net, and it gets tipped in, and, and you wind up with a goal. Same thing with Darlene on his power play goal. Takes the shot, goes off a stick of the, one of the Chicago Blackhawks, it's in the net. Now you've got a power play goal. So, um, you know, that's really, I, I think, sometimes when you're not scoring goals, that's how you start getting some goals as doing the right things like that. And, uh, you know, it, it paid off. And, of course, J.J. Paterka's goal. And I asked, uh, you know, Don Granado, and he said, yeah, that's what he's trying to do. He scored two that way this year, if you remember, yeah. from below the goal line where he's banked it in off the goaltender, this one off the goaltender's head. And he said, absolutely, that's what he's looking to do. He is trying to do that. So it's not just luck that he's not just whipping it there and hoping something happens. You know, he's trying to bank it in. Paul, Eric Johnson took a, a hit from behind. Don Granado said he will be sore. Update tomorrow. Uh, but the Sabres injury-wise could have, and I want you to correct me if I'm wrong here, they could have three key players back Saturday, right? Skinner's supposed to practice tomorrow. Samuelson and Cousins are trending that way. So is that right? They could have maybe yeah. those three back. Yeah, yeah. The Samuelson and Cousins definitely have a chance to maybe play on Saturday, according to what Don Granado said before the game. And he said that, Skinner had a really good rehab skate today, so he is going to join practice tomorrow. Normally, what you see is once they graduate from the rehab skate to practice, they get in pretty quickly. Whether Saturday is pretty quickly, I don't know. Or will, would they wait for Anaheim? I don't know. But we do know that he's going to join practice with the team tomorrow. Paul, the importance of this Tampa Bay game, I'm sure we'll be talking about it uh, Saturday during the pregame show, but... Right now, Tampa's holding down one of the wild card spots. They have the same number of games played as the Sabres do. Um, if there's an opportunity for the Sabres to get themselves back into the standings here and chip away, a regulation win here would obviously uh, be the recipe on Saturday afternoon. Well, for the first time all year, they've won five out of seven games. And I, I told you I think a 4-2 and two home stand is what they needed. They have the opportunity to do that with a victory over Tampa Bay. It certainly would help if you did it in regulation. I mean, they got to start looking at that, too. They got to can't be giving teams they're fighting with. And that, again, I get to get, keep getting back to this. When you got a leapfrog, five or six teams, you know, you can't be giving up loser points. When you're playing those teams, you've got to get – you got to be greedy. you got to get that win in regulation. I mean, sure, you'll take the win in overtime if that's what it takes, but you want to be greedy and not give them a point. You want to take two points from them, and instead of being, you know, they started tonight seven behind, and uh, I, I don't – did Tampa play tonight? I'm sorry, I wasn't looking at the out-of-town scoreboard. Yes, Tampa did, and they won 7-3 to three over Minnesota. So, so it's still now... seven points, yeah. And uh, so you play Tampa – and you want to win in regulation and leave that game and go on your road trip five points behind Tampa. It's essential. If you have any hope of leapfrogging six teams and getting there, that's, you have to do that. You, you, you just have to. Yeah. And the Leafs are now actually down to wild card two, which brings me to a quirky stat, which I know people have been talking about. The Leafs have 13 regulation wins, Paul. Did you see this? And the Sabres have 18 mm -hmm. regulation wins. But it's do, the Leafs have done what you have been asking the Sabres to do. They're finding ways to get games to overtime where they either eventually are winning, either in a variety of ways, or at least getting a point in, even if they lose in OT or the shootout. I mean, Toronto has six more. Toronto is now in the wild card two spots, six more points. 
They have 50. But crazy to think that Toronto's only won 13 games in regulation and the Sabres have won 18 in regulation. Yeah, but the Sabres don't get those loser points, as, as you just mentioned. And let's say they just got four of them, four loser points. We're now having a whole, back. Yeah, yep. we're, we're, we're having a whole different conversation right now. That's not a lot when you're over halfway into the season um, to have four, maybe four loser points when you're hardly getting any. And that was the thing last year when they lost eight in a row. They didn't get any loser points, none. As it turned out, all you needed was three. If you would have three loser points in that eight-game losing streak, you would have made the playoffs, as you know, as you're looking back. I mean, there's a lot of places you can look to say where could you gotten points, but just three loser points in an eight-game losing streak, and you're in the playoffs. So those loser points, you might hate them, but they're important. Yep. All right, Paul, thank you for your work tonight. Appreciate it. We will see if the uh, shutout streak continues here on Saturday against Tampa, 12.30 puck drop, and uh, we'll chat on the pregame then. Thank you, Paul. Should be fun. Looking forward to it. All right, Paul Hamilton down in the media room here on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. 3-0 Buffalo victorious. Uh, Uko Pekalukanen's 19 saves getting it done as he is the first star of this hockey game. Ryan Johnson with two assists, star number two. Rasmus Dahlin with a goal. He is star number three. All right, there's a good breakdown of the standings. That's our look at the NHL standings, brought to you by Native Pride and Tall Chief Cigars. Stand tall with Native Pride. Yeah, so Eric Johnson, if you missed it at the end of that postgame uh, press conference with Don Granato, he said he will be sore. Took that hard hit into the boards behind the net. Side note, Olafson standing there, Power standing there, Middlestead standing there. I would have I would have been maybe all right if one of them would have just kind of uh, jumped on Kurashev at that point. I'm not asking them to just start firing away. I know many of you listening would have said, yeah, they should have fired away. Okay, I'll listen to that, but at least jump on them. Just do something. Even if you don't want to physically start throwing punches, at least jump on him and let Eric. Eric Johnson, by the way, if that if if Olison gets hit like that or Middlestead or Power, those other three guys that are standing right there, I can guarantee you Eric Johnson would have stepped up a little more. I know it's, you know, the Sabres win 3 nothing. Seems like a, a picky thing at this point, but those are the things that I feel like just the Sabres have to continue to do well. You know, I know that that group that I mentioned, they're not fighters, but I'm not asking them to fight. I'm asking jump on Kurashev, throw a throw a couple, you know, glove punches and or or at least just jump on him and let him know like, look, I'm we're here, don't do that kind of thing, you know, message. But anyway, all right. There we go. Got to get that one out. Uh but yeah, Johnson will be sore. We'll see his update tomorrow and as I mentioned with Paul Samuelson, Skinner and Cousins all could possibly be back for Saturday. Skinner is scheduled to practice tomorrow. That's your injury report brought to you by Losi and Ganji. Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Okay, we'll take a timeout here on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. When we come back, we will get Pat Malacaro back in with his NHL scores. More highlights coming up and a look ahead to Tampa. Sabres shut out the Blackhawks 3 to nothing. I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for listening. Back to KeyBank Center after this on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. <laughs> Save again by Lukanen on that shot. Connor Clifton knocking Gutman down in front. Gutman comes back with a cross check of his own. Connor Clifton in on there with our hit of the game. Our Clinton collision hit of the game. Clinton collision, we're there when you need a repair. 
Clifton in the game ends up with three hits. He, along with Gergensons and Eric Johnson, leading the way for the Sabres among the 14 credited to the team in the 3 to nothing victory as we welcome you back here to the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. I'm Brian Colziel. We bring Pat Malacaro in now here. And, uh, Pat, the Lucanen streak has reached 157-plus minutes right now. He's playing as, as well as any goaltender in the league right now. And, uh, you know, he, he was the first to give credit to the players in front of him. But, I mean, Lukanen has made the saves that he's needed to. And he shut down a couple of teams that in San Jose, look, they're, they're not the best team in the league. They're, they're one of the worst. Chicago's struggling to score. But Vancouver is the tops in terms of goal differential in the, in the league. They're blowing teams out. They're not just racking up goals. They're doing it on a nightly basis. So this is a streak now no matter who the games are against, it's impressive. And going into the year, what was our conversation about? You've got three goaltenders here. What do you do? How do you play it out? And now you've got one goaltender who has clearly separated himself from the others. And this isn't a knock against Devin Levi or Eric Comrie, but Uko Pekalukinen has now taken that next step. And something we were wondering when he would take that Maybe not if, but when, because yep. he's still very young, and you know you can have the conversation of you know what you know when when's the right time and you know, all these different things. But he has now taken a step that you were looking for one of these goalies to 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 try and take this starting job uh, by the reins. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, get some fans' thoughts here as we read some tweets. Our Serve Pro first response from the fans. Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's team Luzzy responds first and faster to any size disaster. Well, Brian says there's no doubt who will be a net on Saturday against Tampa Bay. I think uh, we're all in agreement for sure on that, and it's, it's going to be Lukanen. It's not even just Tampa Bay. I mean, you look at the way the schedule sh shapes up over the next couple of weeks or going into uh, what is the the all-star break for the Sabres, and you could really see Yoko Pekka-Lukanen play nearly every game. Not every one, but all, except for the back-to-back -back between Anaheim and L.A., and, you know, that's you know, probably plays three of the next four games. Yep. Uh, let's see here. The Jim writing in and saying, uh, love it that he did it against San Jose and Chicago. Now let's do it against Tampa to really convince me that he's for real. Fair. These are the two two weakest opponents in the NHL. So but go back to the game, bef game before Vancouver, that. Vancouver, that's, right. that's that, good. To yes. me, like that's where the conversation starts is he gave up one goal in, in that game against Vancouver. And I think... That's emblematic of Lukanen, but it's also of where this Sabres team defense for the most part is because it doesn't matter who it's been, they haven't given up a lot of chances. And Vancouver gets a lot of quality chances, and there weren't that many on Saturday. That's right. Uh, Tony says, look, we don't need pretty goals. Keep getting goals like this. We'll be just fine. He's responding to the fact Darlene said during his postgame interview, said, look, we know we're doing the simple stuff right. Results are coming. The pretty goals will come too. Last year they had a lot of pretty goals, but how how often, Pat, have you and I sat here in this building, watched the other team score one of those, we'll call them just whatever goals, you throw it at the net, it goes off a shoulder and goes in, and we say, you and I will, who, it's like we're beating each other to the punch here, the Sabres never get that goal. Right. You know, they, and they actually kind of, I'll say, they got like a half of that tonight with the Darlene goal thrown in and it went off a of Blackhawk. And, and yeah. I'll, I'll go one goal before that, too, when Paterka just throws it at the net and yes. Soderblom, he was, how many times do you see a goalie just, it goes off his shoulder because they go down so quickly and, and leave that top spot of the net open 
and finally the Sabres get a goal uh, in a spot like that where it seems like so many times the other team is the one who scores those goals. Last one, Jim says, I love the way he's been standing up more. Looks in great position, referring, referring to UPL. And that's one thing he mentioned himself about a month ago when he was playing well then. Just said, my positioning's better, I'm reading plays better. He talked even about off-season conditioning. I'm sure they all kind of go intertwining with each other to help each other out. Yeah, and you know, it, it, it takes different players longer and some longer or shorter to, to figure it out. And right now it seems like Lukanen has found the right balance that has led to him having the success. That's right. 3 nothing Sabres victorious. Those are your tweets. Thank you very much. Feel free to send them in each and every game at Brian WGR. All right, let's see what's going on in the rest of the night. We know Tampa won in their game. Let's get all the scores here with Pat. Thanks, Brian. It's brought to you by Alex's Place in Batavia. Oh, man, now I want ribs. We'll start in Calgary where Austin Matthews has a pair of goals for the Maple Leafs, now up to 36 on the season. That's just tied the score between Toronto and Calgary at two apiece. Same score in Edmonton as the Oilers get the game tire thanks to Leon Dreisaitl's 22nd of the year, Edmonton and Seattle midway through the second stanza there. No score, five minutes in in L.A. between the Kings and the Predators. Also five and a half minutes in the contest between Vancouver and Arizona. That game looking for its first score. Vincent Trocek's 15th of the year has given the Rangers a 1-0 advantage over Las, over Vegas. The Golden Knights six minutes in in Vegas. While finals from earlier tonight, David Pasternak a hat-trick leading the Bruins to a 5-2 victory over Colorado. While the Senators, 6-2 winners over the Canadiens. Tim Stutzla with three points, including a goal in that victory. Brian mentioned it, the Lightning with a 7-3 win tonight. As Victor Hedman, four total points, including three assists as they defeat Minnesota. And the Wild announcing earlier today that Jared Spurgeon will miss the rest of the season with a hip injury scheduled to undergo surgery in early February. Flyers 5-1 winners over the Stars and the final game of the night. The Capitals, thanks to a hat-trick by T.J. Oshie, get past the Blues. Oshie's former team, 5-2. All right, thank you very much, Pat. So Sabres and Lightning, they just scored seven in their win, and they've won four in a row, so playing well. And actually the team right now, Pat, that's in wild card two, the last team in, is the Maple Leafs. That's uh, a team right now that uh, is kind of struggling with their own identity. And it, they've really been the same team for the better part of, what, seven, eight years now? I mean, you go back to they draft Mitch Marner. You draft William Nylander. Austin Matthews, number one overall, you know, rightfully so. You've got so much offense. You bring in John Tavares to be your captain and, and leader of your team. But it's the same story when they get to the playoffs. Last year they did make it to the second round, but then an unceremonious exit in yep. that second round of the playoffs. So, they're a team that just, they're the same team every year. So much offense, but does it come at the sacrifice of uh, a solidified defense? And certainly goaltending has been a position that they have not been able to have more than a one-year solution at a time, and that seems to be continuing. Yeah, I mean, you look at what's next. I mean, we mentioned this schedule, this homestand. Paul said 4-2. and two. It can happen if you beat Tampa. And then you've got three Western games. And right now, the Kings are in third. But, I mean, not you know they're not the set-the-house-on-fire sort of team. That's the toughest schedule or team on that schedule. But then you have the Ducks third worst and the Sharks worst mm -hmm. out West. I mean, the opportunity again is there. Can you go 
could you go three and zero? Could you go two two zero and one? I mean, something along those lines where you could really put a really nice stamp on the month of January. Yeah, Anaheim won't have Trevor Zegras. He's he's out with an injury, so uh, they're they're missing some of their their uh, young offensive talent. So yeah, you, you start that trip, and you know we'll see how it goes from there, but. You win in Anaheim, you win in San Jose, and and you see how things go in L.A. In, in a perfect scenario for the Sabers, you're right. If you get five out of six points, you're in the All Star break. Now you've got a lot of time to just sit around and, and kind of yeah. see assess where things are at and kind of get refreshed for that three month push starting in in February. So uh, you really want to go into that break uh, out of that San Jose game with a lot of positive momentum to build on for that stretch run. Out of the All-Star break, then they play five of their next six against Western Conference teams. Going into the break, three here, and I guess, well, if you count Chicago, San Jose, Vancouver, that's what six of the last seven is against the West. So you throw in the six of the last seven before the break, five of the next six after the break. That is a lot of Western Conference teams here. Yeah, it's such a weird schedule. Yeah. The Sabres played Columbus here a couple of times in December, right? In just a matter of a couple of weeks, you, you've seen uh, it just feels like the schedule's so bunched up where you play a team maybe twice in a short period, and that then you get other teams like like the Stars, who, who you'll see you know, what, later in the season twice. So um, it's, it's just a, a, a awkwardly set-up schedule. Yeah, you've got the Kings... At the end of January and then early February. Same with the Ducks, end of January, mid-February. You've got Florida twice in a two-week span in February. Um, it's And then you'd think, well, the rest of the schedule is heavy Eastern Conference, but there's not. I mean, in March, you still have Vegas, Winnipeg, Nashville, Seattle, Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, all in the seven games against the West here. I, I, I guess maybe we didn't notice it early October, November, and December was all Eastern Conference teams in the matchup on the schedule. Yeah, so you're not you're not trying to play catch up against those Western teams. So yeah. just get points. Start racking up points against those. It doesn't teams. matter how you get points right. too. To Paul's point of of getting to overtime, getting to shootouts, even if you're not winning, you're picking up those loser points. You can get away with it against all these Western teams. Absolutely. So yeah, you talk about you know just getting the dirty goals, the greasy goals, whatever you want to call them. That will lead to a lot of those prettier goals that Darlene talked about, and a lot of that will then lead to points against teams in the other conference. All right, Pat. Thank you. Good thanks. job tonight. Thanks, Brian. Sabers win it three to nothing over the Blackhawks, riding Ufko Pekalukkanen and his 19 save shutouts, back to back for him, first time in his career. And his third career, I'm sorry, back-to-back for the first time in his career, and now his third career shutout. All of them, by the way, have been this year. The other one was back on October 29th against Colorado. They won that game 4 to nothing. Okay, before we leave you here from KeyBank Center, Sabres general manager Kevin Adams met with our Chopin the Bulldog on our flagship WGR uh, just about two hours before puck drop tonight. Uh, he had some interesting thoughts and memories on playing games where there was maybe postponements or weather issues uh, from his playing days. So that's an interesting conversation. If you didn't get to hear that, I thought uh, you'll enjoy that. And then, of course, Lukanen's good play uh, and just kind of the state of the team of where they are right now in the standings uh, in the Eastern Conference. So uh, here is Sabres GM Kevin Adams with Chopin the Bulldog from just earlier before the game tonight. Thanks, Steve. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 